on the UB Sports Network, live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road. This is UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. Also brought to you in part by our Team UB Partners, Town Automotive Group, T-Mobile, Comdoc, Pepsi, Nike, AdPro Sports, WIVB Channel 4, and WNLO Channel 23. Now, with head coach Lance Leipold, here's Paul Peck. Presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. It is Buffalo's original pizzeria. For the next hour, we are going to spend a little time off the bye week for the Bulls. Kind of catching up mid-season. The bye comes exactly six games in, six games to play. So we'll talk with the coordinators, Andy Kotelnicki and Brian Borland, about where this team is at. We'll touch base with quarterbacks coach Jim Zabrowski to update that position. And we'll also find out how the Bulls are in such good shape, thanks to their new trainer, Matt Gildersleeve. But we started off with our Full of It segment. Assistant Athletic Director for Communications, John Fuller, is here to kind of get everybody situated and ready for a game this Saturday against the Akron Zips. And, John, the Akron Zips, a longtime Mac East rival. There have been some uh, memorable games over the years and uh, some Un- some forgettable games as well, too, which most seem to have come at new InfoCision Stadium. But what what's what do you think of initially when I tell you that it's an Akron game week? Well, first things first, me batting leadoff is a nice change yes. to this show. Usually I'm kind of squeezed, pigeonholed into the end of the show. You've come to your senses. You've yeah. brought me to the... We finally have come to our senses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so don't tell Coach Leipold that. <laughs> I won't. Uh, but no, no, so yeah, the, the Bulls have always had kind of a, you know, back and forth you know, uh, affair with Akron, you know, they won games at home. We've always struggled down there at Akron for whatever reason, you know, I, I think we're one in seven all time at Akron since joining the Mid-American Conference. Um, and they've been close games, but for whatever reason, we just can't seem to to uh, to win down there. And and we've never won at their new stadium in Fushison Stadium. We've only played there three times because there was a couple of years where, we, where they were out of the cycle. We didn't play Akron. Um, we've, we've, never, we've never won there. Uh, our only win was a very memorable one, if you remember in 2008. I'll never forget that yeah, game. It was a late, late in the season November game. It was the last ever game at the Rubber Bowl. Fans remember that's where um, Akron played before they played at InfoCision Stadium. Um, and it was a four-overtime game. A.J. Principe hit a 40-yard field goal to win it in the fourth overtime. Walk-off win. It's an incredible win. And that was one of the big steps for the Bulls to go on to win the Mac East Championship and inevitably the uh, the Mac Championship as well. But that, that was their only win. But it was a very memorable one. But for whatever reason, the Bulls just haven't played very well down there. Um, I think that's going to change this year. Akron is down, um, and I think the, the Bulls can definitely, uh, you know, hopefully can take advantage and, and, and get the win down there and get back on the winning, winning track. Yeah, the Zips uh, have struggled so far this season. They have a new coach in Tom Arth, who's going through what a lot of coaches do in their first year, kind of getting his guys in and getting some other players out. But let's talk a little bit about some of the positives that the Bulls have had through their first six games, and I think there is nothing more positive than a rush 
rushing attack that's averaging 230 yards a game. That's second in the MAC, only to Toledo, uh, it, oh, number five overall in offense. But uh, I, I asked you this question, and you kind of laughed at me. But both Kevin Marks and Jared Patterson, with almost six over 500 yards through six games, means they're on pace for a thousand. Has there ever been a backfield duo that both crossed the century mark? I, I, not that I, I'd have to really go back in the day and maybe check back, like you know, back when we primarily just really Evans and the fifties and sixties back back then. Because I, I I don't remember that. You know, you think about. I mean, we haven't had a ton of one thousand yard rushers, let alone to have two guys do it is, is incredible. But yeah, they're both over five hundred yards. They're both on pace. And I think what's interesting about the duo is how they use them. It's like, you know. Go to play at Miami, and it was Jared Patterson's day. You know, they, they were feeding him, and, and he was having a lot of success, even though Marks did go over 100 yards in that game late. But, but Patterson goes for 183. You flip the strip to going against Ohio, and it was Kevin Marks who was having the big day. And Marks gets 22 carries, the bulk of the carries, and he got 112 yards. So it's interesting how they – I would I'd like to almost talk to the coaching staff and just to see what goes into the decision-making as to who – you know, if it's just a feel, like if they go out there and see who's having, you know, starts out better and they just kind of ride the hot hand. But it's 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 a good problem to have, I guess. We can have two really good running backs that are both in the top five in the Mid-American Conference in rushing. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's been an amazing season for both guys, and you can see the next steps that both of them are taking in their sophomore year. Defense has taken some steps forward as well, too. Uh, number one overall in the MAC, uh, number two against the run, uh, number three in points allowed, number three against the pass, 15 sacks, under 35% on third down. Brian Borland, and we'll talk with Brian in our next segment, has really got the guys doing a lot of nice things. He sure does, and it's, you know, you almost, like, I, I, I would say this defense, you know, as good as last year's team was, I would put this defense ahead of last year's team. I, I think they, they just, you know, they're, they're, they're really, they're, you know, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure what it is. I think it's just guys that are, you know, that they that young guys are stepping up and getting their opportunity to play. And we knew like Malcolm Koontz and Taylor Riggins were going to be good because they did, they, they played a lot in the last couple of years. Um, but they're really stepping up. I mean, Malcolm Koontz against Ohio, he was unstoppable. I mean, he had a uh, one and a half sacks. He had a couple uh, quarterback hurries. Taylor Riggins, on the other end, had two sacks and uh, was named the Mac East uh, Defensive Player of the Week for his effort. So I, I think it starts with those two guys. And then up the middle, I think Eddie Wilson, Chibuzi on Wuka. You know, Chibuzi was banged up a little bit last year, so he didn't get to play the whole year. But now you're seeing that healthy Chibuzi out there playing. Eddie Wilson's been just, just been a force to reckon with in the middle. So I think the, the defensive line has been really good, putting pressure on the quarterback. And I think that just kind of takes the pressure off, you know, the cornerbacks and safeties. And it's not giving, you know, teams a ton of time to to set up and throw the ball downfield. I think it's kind of I think it starts up front and it's really helping the entire defense. With John Fuller, this is our full of it segment. John's the assistant athletic director for communications. Um, we'll talk with Brian Borland about this in our next segment. But sometimes you don't always love to have your safeties be your leading tacklers. But the way Tyrone Hill and Joey Banks have played as number one and number two is not because the guys up front aren't making plays. It's because they're making a lot of plays, particularly Joey Banks. Yeah, and it, what is interesting, like a lot of times when you see safeties and cornerbacks leading your team in tackles, it's because they're making tackles twenty yards down the field. But that's not the case. I mean, they're making a lot of tackles right at the line of scrimmage. I mean, they're. I think it's just they're they're, they're calling a good game on defense where they're bringing those guys in at the right time. Yeah, Joey Banks is just is is just crushing. I mean, every game there's one or two guys are just limping off the field after his hits and they're legal hits. He just but he just is just a, a man plays with a man like a man with his hair on fire out there's running. You know, Tasmanian like, Devil. Yeah. 
all right, the Tasmanian Devil. And Tyrone Hill coming off his best game against Ohio. Had 15 tackles, 12 of them solo. You know, that's about most since uh, uh, Khalil Hodge had 20 tackles against Army last year. So most tackles in a year, you know, by, by Tyrone Hill. So he's really coming into his own. He kind of, not that he was off to a slow start, but I think this was definitely his coming out party against, against Ohio. But both those guys have really been playing well. All right, so the defense is playing well. Bulls are going to lean on that defense for these final six-game stretch of the year as they continue to chase for the Mackey's title and back to a bowl game. It all starts this coming Saturday against Akron. 3.30 kickoff at Infocision Stadium in Akron, Ohio. You'll hear it right here on ESPN 1520. You'll see it on ESPN 3, uh, and that's coming up on Saturday. John, always good to catch up with you. Nice to have you lead off the show here. Yeah, I enjoyed it, Paul. Thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's our Full of It segment with John Fuller. We're going to dive in with the coordinators, Brian Borland, Andy Kotelnicki, Taiwo Anatolu. Those are our next three segments coming up on the UB Football Insider Show presented by Learfield IMG College. The Learfield IMG College Directors Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the DirectorsCup.com, USA Today, or L Directors Cup on Twitter. Learfield IMG College Directors Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. At Town BMW, we're on a never-ending journey to bring you the most innovative vehicles possible. That's why our lineup comes with cutting-edge features designed to deepen the connection between driver and road. We've added new technology like the available automatic lane change and intelligent personal assistant, which gives your driving experience seamless hands-free options. Here's to the next 100 years of innovation at Town BMW, Main Street in Williamsville. Lease and finance offers available by Town BMW through BMW Financial Services. Whether your project is above ground, below ground, or you're just breaking ground, United Rentals has the equipment and tools that you need. We rent and sell everything from forklifts and backhoes to scissor lifts and generators. We also offer a complete range of industrial tools for any job, small or large. Count on United Rentals for the world's largest rental fleet, backed by a team of equipment experts ready to help you get the job done. Located on Transit Road in Williamsville, call 716-565-1330. This is Thurman Thomas. I love to score on the field, and my family scored big time with Dr. Todd Shatkin at the Aesthetic Associates Center. Hi, I'm Dr. Todd Shatkin. Your smile is your number one asset. If you have one or more missing teeth or suffer from loose dentures, mini dental implants is the solution to your problems. They're less invasive, less discomfort, less healing time, and half the cost of the old style implant. For a Hall of Fame smile, go with the pro. Dr. Todd Shatkin at the Aesthetic Associates Center. Call 839-1700, online at drtshatkin.com. At Mountain Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you got to do what you got to do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. So if there's something you want to do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice-cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right. Get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do the do. Hey, 
Hey, Bulls fans, this is Andy Santer for Castle. No matter where your car was made, no matter how you drive, your car will run cleaner with Castle. In NASCAR, we built and maintained our own race cars. In our race shops, you'd see Busy Bodies and Castle. We take it everywhere we go. So check out our great website at castlepaxpower.com. You'll see why Castle Packs Power at castlepaxpower.com. Welcome back to the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. My name is Paul Peck. We are presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. We are going to take a little bit of a mid-season look at where the Bulls are after six games. And we're going to do that with some of the position coaches and the coordinators. And we're going to start with Bulls defensive coordinator Brian Borland, who is the coordinator of the Mac's number one overall ranked team, Brian. So I guess we can start there. Defensively, what have your guys done so well so far this year? Well, you know, I think for the, for the most part, we've had about six quarters where I feel like we didn't play very well. Otherwise, I you know, I feel like we've been doing a, a pretty good job. Um, obviously, we're we're playing very solid versus the run. Um, you know, the the total defense. If you're just looking at statistics, I think a run defense or pass pass yards given up total defense uh, red zone defense has been pretty good um, third down defense has been pretty good uh, you know so there's a lot of good things statistically but sometimes statistics don't also tell the whole story because we're we're not really that good in points given up so you know we and obviously we're we're not that good in you know we're two and four so um, so I mean there's there's certain things that are really happy with uh, but obviously there's there's still a ways for us to go all right well you I'll, I'll throw some of the numbers for everybody so they get an idea what Brian's talking about. Yeah, the points per game, even though you're a little under 28 points per game, that's still third in the MAC. A little over 110 yards rushing per game, that's second in the MAC. Passing yards, a little over 200 a game, third in the MAC. 15 sacks, 34% on third down. Your defense was very good last year. What has allowed the guys to take a little bit of a step forward this year? Yeah, well, I think we've been able to uh, do a little bit more in the pass game, you know, with uh, some of the pass rush. Uh, we got some guys that are getting after the passer pretty good, which is which has really helped us on third down. Um, and obviously, I think some of that is just not not getting into a lot of third and one and two situations. It's just hard to stop somebody all the time. So we've been a little bit more third down in our advantage to our advantage, and which means we're we're you know playing better on some earlier downs, and and then you're able to win on third down a little bit better. So. With Bulls defensive coordinator Brian Borland as we continue the UB Football Insider Show. You know, you've been around this conference long enough to know that it tends to be an offensive conference. So when there are teams that play good defense, do you always sometimes get a sense that sometimes the opponents don't quite know how to deal with that? Uh, I don't know. Well, I, I hope it's that way every week. Um, yeah, so we, we obviously we're just priding ourselves on, um, you know, playing hard and, and, you know, just trying to play fast, play hard, do things the right way and do it that way all the time. And if, if we can if we can just work on those those basic things, then um, the, the score at the end of the game should work out in our favor as well. All right, let's talk about some of the players who are contributing to some of those statistics and rankings that I mentioned. Let's start with your leading tackler, Tyrone Hill. Essentially, kind of his first full year as a full-time starter. Leads your team in tackles with 43. Tell everybody a little bit about how Tyrone has improved himself. Yeah, he's really grown up. He's really taken a hold of the position. He's become a, a much more complete football player. Uh, just fully invested in, in all the things that we're trying to do. He's spent the the time watching film just he's just really grown up and like I said I think last last 
uh, game against Ohio. I think he had 15 solo tackles, which is uh, you know which is a high number, and and sometimes that's not always good. But I think it was in that case, it's 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 good. So um, you know, so he's just like I said, he's he's really just come along and grown up, and and is really kind of taking the leadership role back there. And uh, a lot of what you've been able to do defensively has been led by your safeties. Not only Tyrone Hill, but right behind him in total tackles is Joey Banks. And Joey has made three or four plays every game that just make you go, wow. And I don't know whether you're going wow on the sidelines as well, too. But again, is that another guy who has elevated his game? Oh, for sure. The same way. It's just it's growth maturity. It's it's age maturity, but it's also just football maturity and just really buying into the the system of things around here a little bit more. Joey's Joey's really done that this year. He's been a, just a, an excellent practice player, and uh, yeah, I, I don't always see that in the game all the time. But uh, there's yeah, there's some highlight hits, legal hits uh, on film that he puts out there. I mean, he's he's literally knocking players out of the game legally. So you know, and uh, uh, he's done that the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's really just got a knack and. Obviously, there's some guys that really like to hit. He's one of those guys that really likes to hit, and he's channeling it all in the right way. So, yeah, those two guys are, are uh, have, have really helped our defense this year. We just really solidified the safety spot. Right. And then up front, Malcolm Kuntz tied for the MAC lead with four and a half sacks. You've gotten three out of Ladarius Mack. You've got a couple, two and a half in the last game from Taylor Riggins. Your defensive ends, um, have they been sort of the key guys up front for you? Yep, for sure. As I mentioned before in the pass rush game, that they are. They're, they're really good athletes. Athletes, they're dynamically fast. Um, you know, they're just quite honestly, they're just faster than some of the guys that are trying to block them. Once in a while, they can, you know, they can get around their edge. But then also, once they get that going, uh, they're able to come underneath the guy sometimes too. So that's there. I think they're really hard guys to block one on one. And again, that's uh, you know. Uh, it's nice to be able to generate that kind of pass pressure without necessarily feeling you got to blitz five or six guys at, at a guy all the time because then because then you're rolling the dice a little bit more. All right, so all the good stuff that your defense has done, as you clearly pointed out, um, the record isn't where you want it to be. So what what do you want to see from your defense that's either going to contribute to the record being better or improve upon some of those areas that haven't been quite as good through this final six game stretch? Yeah, we you know we haven't been good at you know teams have hit like some long. Pass passes on us um, not so much recently but you know in earlier in the year for sure and we've got to obviously be better in that area um, uh, make people earn things a little bit more than we than we did at, at, at certain points of the year but also I just tell you guys we just we didn't need to respond to any situation you got to respond positively all the time you don't get to choose when when and where you get to go play defense it might be at the opponent's three or your own three you got to go out there and respond and I feel like we're making strides in that area um, but obviously we've you know we've got to keep going and and uh I guess one more thing would be just some of the third quarter defense has been a little bit shaky for us. Uh, there's been a few teams that have you know scored a, a, a good por- uh, portion of their points in the third quarter. So it's kind of maybe trying to find out you know what's um, you know what do we got to do in the third quarter to to really get after people a little bit more maybe like we do in the first half. All right, stuff to work on, stuff to look forward to in the final stretch of the season. Appreciate the update on the defense from Bulls defensive coordinator Brian Borland. Brian, good luck the rest of the year. Thanks, Paul. All right, we got much more to do. We're going to dive into the offense next and get the midseason take from offensive coordinator Andy Kotelnicki when we return on the UB Football Insider Show presented by Learfield IMG College. 
Bulls fans, visit WNYAutoCare.com to locate the finest neighborhood automotive repair shops in the Buffalo area. All of these independent and family-owned repair shops are held to the highest standards of training and use the best parts for each job. At all Western New York Auto Care shops, we make sure that every job is done in a friendly atmosphere and offer peace of mind with a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty. Visit WNYAutoCare.com today to see what sets our auto repair centers apart from the competition. The reason Losi and Ganji grows every year is because they focus on your personal care. Jeff Ganji of Losi and Ganji. In 2018, we obtained over $22 million for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Not only do we assure our clients receive the maximum settlement for their claims, we make sure the small details are handled properly. For workers' compensation and personal injury, call Losi and Ganji at 854-1446 or go to losi-ganji.com. Losi and Ganji, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Past results do not guarantee future outcomes. Autobahn Women's Medical Associates provides comprehensive care, including on-site sonography, mental health counselors, and a health and nutrition coach. Located on the corner of Millersport Highway and North Forest Road, we are just minutes from UB. Our dedicated practice of women taking care of women are committed to helping you achieve maximum health and wellness. Schedule an early morning or late afternoon appointment. We even see patients on Saturdays. Autobahn Women's Medical Associates, the largest private OBGYN group in the North Towns and a proud partner of UB Athletics. Queens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through. Like making sure they're buckled up. The whole ride, every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tired of spending hours in a crowded ER waiting room? Coleta Health has the solution. Emergency room online registration. And it's reinventing the way patients access emergency care. We all know that hospital waiting rooms aren't the most comfortable places to be. And that's why we offer online registration for non-life-threatening conditions. Check in for your projected treatment time at kaleidahealth.org, arrive at DeGraff Memorial Hospital or Millard Film or Suburban Hospital at the time you chose, and be seen promptly. Do your waiting at home and not the ER. Kaleida Health. We see more than patients. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Insider Show with Lance Leipold. We're presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. My name is Paul Peck, and we continue to work our way through some of the Bulls' coaches and coordinators to get a mid-season feel for where this team is at heading into their final six games of the year. We talk with Brian Borland on defense. Now time to talk to offensive coordinator Andy Kotelnicki about the offense. And Andy, let's start with sort of an overview. Give me a sense of what you felt like you were getting or what you want to be better at from your offense for the first six games. Well, sir, 
certainly, you know, it's evident if you were just look at the stats that our ability to run the ball is, I'm pleased with that. You know, the fact that we can do that stuff week in and week out, um, you know, is going to be critical to our success. Um, but there's also, when you look at the statistics, you get recognized that there's some growth that still needs to occur in the past game. And that's been our emphasis, you know, as we kind of gone in here into the bye week. Um, and I, I think we're taking strides. We're maturing at the quarterback and the receiver position, you know, where we had some big shoes to fill, uh, um, you know, going into the season. And I think, you know, and our guys have understood and they embrace the idea of getting better every day and kind of just going into every week with let's just get a little bit better at the things that we need to do to be able to get the ball down the field and uh, complete some passes. As you look back on it through the first six games, you know, you're breaking in brand new quarterbacks. You're breaking in almost a completely new wide receiver group. Was that challenge maybe bigger than you might have thought it was going to be? Or is that, has it been as big a challenge as you thought? Well, I think going into the offseason, you know, we recognized that that was going to be a challenge and that was going to be a, you know, something we had to work at. So I don't know that we were surprised at all by it or feel like the challenge is bigger than we thought, but it's more just reinforcing that it is a challenge, you know, to do. And again, I'm pleased with how those guys are progressing along and we still need to do it. Um, And that's really important that we continue to just improve daily and weekly um, because as soon as that stops, that's when we'll be in trouble. With Bulls offensive coordinator Andy Kotelnicki here on the UB Football Insider Show, your running attack, 230 yards per game, ranked second in the MAC. Jarrett Patterson, just under 600 yards, fourth in the MAC. Kevin Marks, a little over 500 yards, fifth in the MAC. Um, those guys have been terrific. The running attack and the offensive line have been terrific. Um, give me a sense of what's worked so well for the big guys up front and the backs behind them. Well, I think the fact that the guys up front have had experience in running all the schemes that we do, um, and then they're able to handle kind of any you know tweaks or adjustments that a defensive front might make to them and still be able to come off the ball aggressively to create some good running lanes. Um, and, and certainly Jarrett and Kevin are getting their names in the picture you know in the paper a lot, but um, that offensive line deserves a ton of credit as you as you've alluded to, and they have done a really good job. And Coach Fuchs, our offensive line coach, has done, done great work with those guys and, and and the seniors that we have and the older guys that we have in that group. The leadership that we're getting there is is really a big you know fundamental cornerstone of our offense. Um, you know, in the backs, you know, they're seeing it well. They they too have got a lot of reps in what we're trying to do schematically. And so when we add a little bit of tweak, we add a little bit of, you know, variable to maybe add a little more stress to the defense. Those guys can handle that and they can manage that um, without compromising the fundamental skills of our base run game. Right. Uh, based just on pace, um, both guys have a chance to be 1,000-yard backs. Have you ever coached a pair of 1,000-yard backs in your career before? Mm, man, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. You know, it would be a cool accomplishment for them, but, you know, like we said at the end of the game, I, I know both of those guys would would be fine not achieving that you know, benchmark and winning games. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what that's what we're trying to do. And uh, but there's no doubt about it. We call ourselves the stable and we say, hey, man, they they have horses so they can be a road road. So that's what we're trying to do. Stable is able to coin your phrase there that the guys love to repeat um, Two different quarterbacks. You know, both are younger guys. You know, one made his first career start in Matt Myers. Kevin Van Trees in the Ohio game makes his second career start. Um, what's the challenge for those guys in being sort of thrown into high level college football? without a lot of chance to think or a lot of experience to fall back on? Well, I think the challenge for anyone that's inexperienced, and it does, and it, it becomes magnified, I think, at the quarterback position a lot, is the the whys. You know, you know when Coach Z talks about this happening and you have to do this because um, a lot of times there's not total 
trust that that is the why until you get into a life situation and then something bad happens, you know? And so in human nature is to learn, you know, by messing it up first. And so, um, and that's not exclusive to the quarterback position. Of course, that's all positions. That's the youth that we have in the perimeter or when our older offensive linemen were younger, they had the same kind of thing, you know, growing pains. Uh, but, they're they're grasping it. They're learning from their mistakes. They're learning um, from what's being coached off the tape. They're they're doing better at recognizing things in the game and what's happening. And um, much like the youth at their perimeter, and they're on the perimeter, those guys just every week have done a great job of coming out and getting better. So you don't have any doubt that they're going to be able to use the first six games that and take those learning parts and apply them to these final six games and be better than they were. Oh no doubt. No, there's no question in my mind that those guys. Every every little step they take forward, how little or big it is, they're they're taking steps, right. and, and and they're not really ever working backwards. Now, in, in the eyes, you know, you might look at a game and go, "Well, that was a step back for him." Well, probably not because he, he's going to grow. There was a reason that he had a bad game, and it might not necessarily just because. You know, whatever he performed poorly, it might be there's some different things that we got to train him up on and coach him up on, and it's there's all those things. You know, in coaching, I always say you never know what the kids don't know yet. You know, you don't. You think you know, but you don't. And then it all just happens, and there's just a million little check marks that come off as a guy gets more experience playing the quarterback position, and that's really any position too. Right. Well, uh, and the same kind of holds for the wide receiver core. Antonio Nunn has really kind of emerged as your number one guy. I want you to talk a little bit about him, and I also kind of want you to talk about something Coach Leipold has said that when Zach Lafave got hurt earlier in the year, it really affected your whole passing game. So talk a little bit about those two guys and the receiving core as a whole. Well, you know, certainly Antonio comes in with the most game experience, the most practice experience, the most college experience. And so for him to, to miss a little bit early in the season and, you know, preseason camp, you know, it maybe helped the growth of some other guys, but it probably stymied overall what we're trying to do on offense and, and getting him targets and, uh, you know, throw his direction. Um you know, he has done a good job. You know, he's coming back. He's embracing the idea of being the guy. Uh, he's trying to help and get the younger receiver core to grow with him. And, uh, you know, and we always talk about going out there and doing it. You know, I mean, don't talk about it. Be about it. And he goes out there and practicing hard every day and, and, and you know, really wants to – understand the why and the here's my split here's my alignment here's what they're gonna here's how they're gonna play that route you know and and he's doing a fantastic job of getting the details of the position and then zach very similar and i've talked about this before you know the young man wants to be you know the 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 total package of the tight end position he wants to be able to be an effective receiver as you were alluding to before about how um, he can do that stuff but he's always talking to coach hensel about what can i do to be better in the blocking you know area because that's what he wants to be he doesn't want to be just a tight end who can run really well and just be an adequate blocker he wants to be good in all phases so i really appreciate that about him but yeah you know losing him for a couple games um certainly having a big body who's got the speed that he does and the ability to run like he does inside um you know it affects things a little bit so for him to be able to come back and, and play quite a bit the last two games is uh, it's been helpful for us you know and getting targets to him and and uh, i know that he wants to be able to just continue to improve and perform and be the kind of guy that merits targets and catches and you know being a focal point right and then i think that's when we're going to start to see this buffalo offense really start to light things up that we know that they can andy appreciate the time good luck in the second half all right appreciate you paul all right that's andy kotelnicki he's the bulls offensive coordinator good check in to find out where the bulls offense is here on the bye week much more to come ahead here on the ub football insider show presented by learfield img college 
Bills fans, 2019 single game tickets are on sale now at buffalobills.com. Be there as we celebrate 100 years of NFL football and the Bills' 60th season. Respiratory Services of Western New York is a locally owned and operated company. Started in 1997 by Michael McCartney, a respiratory therapist. We are proud to service over 12,000 patients from Buffalo to the Syracuse area. We are proud to be the official sponsor of respiratory and home medical equipment and supplies for UB Athletics. Winner of HME Excellence Award, Fast Track, and one of the best places to work in Western New York. Come and see the difference. It's summer, but winter is on the way. And with that comes allergies. Here's Tropical Heating's president, Jerry Paleo, to tell you about his latest offer. Tropical Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can get a free furnace with the purchase of high-efficiency air conditioning. That's right. If you purchase your central air by the end of the month, you'll get a new furnace for free. That's a $2,500 value. And here's something else to sweeten your deal. If you purchase your high-efficiency air conditioner and get your free furnace, Jerry will give the first 10 callers a free duct cleaning. That's right, free duct cleaning. That's an $800 value. Hurry, offers end August 31st. Call us today at 870-0753 and experience the tropical treatment. Make your home your personal paradise with tropical. Call 870-0753. At Town BMW, we're on a never-ending journey to bring you the most innovative vehicles possible. That's why our lineup comes with cutting-edge features designed to deepen the connection between driver and road. We've added new technology, like the available automatic lane change and intelligent personal assistant, which gives your driving experience seamless hands-free options. Here's to the next 100 years of innovation at Town BMW, Main Street in Williamsville. Lease and finance offers available by Town BMW through BMW Financial Services. Bulls fans, come hungry to Stampede Square this year and be sure to visit our food trucks located next to the Tailgate Concert Series for the first four home UB football games. Food Truck Row's starting lineup will include Loy's Taco Truck, the Cheesy Chick Food Truck, the Flaming Fish Food Truck, as well as the Big Blue Food Truck. Food Truck Row is a great addition to UB's already spectacular tailgating experience, which includes live music, inflatables, and much more. So come early and hungry to UB Stadium this season. Bills fans, 2019 single game tickets are on sale now at buffalobills.com. Be there as we celebrate 100 years of NFL football and the Bills' 60th season. Welcome back to the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. My name is Paul Peck. We're presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. And we're continuing our bi-week look at the Bulls by working our way through the coordinators. And we're going to check in now with special teams coordinator Taiwo Anatolu. A lot to talk about, Taiwo. Some very good things, some things that haven't gone your way. Before we get into the specifics about where the special teams is at, just give everybody an idea that a little bit of the challenge sometimes that a special teams coach at the college 
college level goes through. Younger players generally constantly changing players sometimes. Um, What's it like for you, Xander, on a day-to-day basis to get this thing moving? Well, we've always said not a lot of people come to college to be the L3 on kickoff or the right guard on punt. They usually have a position and they think special teams is secondary. So working them past that, and it's always a revolving door. Guys, you're interchanging guys from injuries, other putting different guys in different positions. So it's just that balance of making sure when guys play their main position, they also know the special teams unit they're on because it's a, it's a third of the game and it's just important. Right. Well, an, an unexpected injury has had a big effect on you in special teams. And, and when Evan Finnegan goes down, it leaves you without your punter and your holder. I think right. sometimes people have forgotten that Evan played a pretty, pretty big role on the holding as well, too. Um, and you have to throw Kyle in there amongst all the other things that Kyle Van Treese is working on. What's, what, what, what's, what was the process like? What was the challenge like? Well, fortunately for us, Kyle did it. He kicked in high school he punted he also kicked off and he also played quarterback so we knew it'd be a good transition for him but at this level it is difficult when you lose your punter and then you lose your holder the holders and snappers work in sync together throughout the the remainder of practice and they have a good rapport with each other so when you bring in a new holder you know, snappers, punters, and holders, and kickers, they're all tied in on string. And when one thing's off, it throws off the balance of another. So really getting those guys to get on the same page, it's a task, but it's it's one they're working hard at and trying to get right. How's Dominic Johnson done as the holder? He's done excellent for a guy who's never done it before and getting thrown in the mix and getting repetitions at it. Dom works at anything. He's a quarterback, also has played receiver, also played left tackle at kick return. And he a runs basketball too. little basketball, runs down on our onside team. He does a lot of things for us and he's he's a versatile player and he's a guy that can handle it, but it's still a really difficult job most people don't think of. Right. Talking with Bulls special teams coordinator Taiwo Anatolu here on the UB Football Insider Show. Um, all right, the kicking situation situation has been a little all over the board this year. It started with Alex McNulty doing the field goals and extra points, and then Jackson Balter gets his chance in that amazing 52-yard field goal, and then I think as most Bulls fans know, he struggled in the game against Ohio. Um, kickers are hard sometimes to get in their heads, aren't they? Yeah, and you, you see it happening at every level. You know, there there was guys in the NFL went 0 for 4. A lot of guys in the NFL yeah. lately. Yeah, a lot of guys. It was one of the worst years so far in the history of the NFL with missed field goals. and It happens no matter Division 2 Division One NFL happens at every level, and it's for us is just watching the film and trying to correct the mistakes. And we've got a good competition. They're both young guys, both freshmen, and they keep battling it out. And you know we're going to keep competing and, and trying to make sure we get the best fit in there. And they both can do multiple things. So either way, they're both on the field helping us out one way or another. Coaches referred to on a few occasions that it is kind of a weekly competition between the two. Take everybody inside how that goes about and how you guys ultimately make decision on who will be the kicker on a given week so based on the day if it's a Tuesday practice we're doing red zone with kicks Wednesdays we're doing field goals and every day we're charting and we're timing and we're seeing the operation the lift of the football all the technical things you need to do to have a good kicker and at the end of the week we we rate them and we see if it's a close race and whoever's even percentage-wise, is rank higher is usually the guy we, we go with. Sometimes you go with the feel and a guy who's been more consistent. But every day they know it's a competition and they have to come in and compete. Alex McDulty has consistently been your kickoff guy, and he's among the league leaders, MAC leaders, in the amount of touchbacks. And I think sometimes that's a 
that becomes a big deal. There are a lot of really good kick returners in the MAC, and if you don't ever give them the chance, how important is that become? Well, we preach field position all the time, and when you kick the ball off and you have a dangerous returner back there, it, it, it is really hard to corral him when they put bodies on bodies. And we, when you have a guy that can just kick it out of the end zone, they get the ball on the 25. That's what we want every single time. Kick it out. They don't get an opportunity to get a return, and we don't have guys running down creating big collisions and getting hurt either. So he's a big kid, big, powerful leg, and has a strong leg, and it's a very effective for us. Talking with Bulls special teams coordinator Tywell Anatolu here as we delve into the Bulls on the bye week here before they get ready to start the second half next Saturday at Akron. So what have you talked to you guys about on this bye week? What are your goals for improvement uh, or continuing to do things that you're doing well on the special teams units? Well, taking care of yourself and getting a little time to recover, that's the most important thing, especially with the kickers, is resting your leg and and getting back to the fundamentals. And and that's what it's all about. When you, during the course of every week, it's kind of a rush. You're trying to get everything installed, trying to get your game plan in there, and you're getting all your reps. Now that you have a bye week, you have time to go back to the fundamentals, watch the film, watch what's going wrong. Is it your plant foot? Is it your lift? Is it your follow through? So the details, really, ATD, attention to details, and that's what we're focusing on this week. ATD, I like it. That's good stuff. Hey, good luck the second half. Uh, Appreciate a couple minutes of your time. Thanks. That's Taiwo Anatolo. He is the Bulls special teams coordinator. We're diving into the Bulls on the bye week here on the UB Football Insider Show presented by Learfield IMG College. This is Andy Santer for Castle. No matter where your car was made, no matter how you drive, your car will run cleaner with Castle. In NASCAR, we built and maintained our own race cars. In our race shops, you'd see busy bodies and Castle. We take it everywhere we go. So check out our great website at castlepackspower.com. You'll see why Castle Packs Power at castlepackspower.com. As the University of Buffalo's technology solutions provider, Comdoc worked together with UB to develop a comprehensive program that lowers overall printing costs by consolidating print resources and implementing initiatives that reduce waste. Choose the winning team and visit Comdoc.com or call 716-689-0202 to see how Buffalo's premier technology solutions provider can help you optimize your workflow. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. UB football is fueled by Chick-fil-A on Walden Avenue. That's right, Chick-fil-A is located right here in western New York and is the preferred post-game meal of UB football. Hey kids, be sure to come out to Kids Day at UB Stadium on Saturday, September 21st as your Buffalo Bulls take on Temple. The first 500 kids 12 and under will receive a special gift courtesy of Chick-fil-A. That's Saturday, September 21st for Kids Day as the Bulls take on the Temple Owls. Chick-fil-A, home of the original Chick-fil-A sandwich. Don't hibernate this winter. Participate. Check out Holiday Valley's money-saving ultimate passes for season-long ski and snowboard programs that start as low as $155. Catch the thrill on 60 slopes and trails, terrain parks, glades, steeps, and cruisers. 
Don't know how to ski or snowboard? The passes include lessons too. Spend the winter skiing and riding at Holiday Valley in Ellicottville. It's just fun. Find out more at HolidayValley.com. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. <sighs> are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. on with the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. My name is Paul Peck, continuing to be presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. We're getting you ready for the Bulls and the Akron Zips on Saturday, and we're going to dive into a little area that we don't talk as much about as we should, but we're going to with head strength and conditioning coach Matt Gildersleeve. And Matt, you play such a big role that maybe the fans don't always think about, but every fourth quarter when the Bulls are making plays, it's a little bit of what you had them working on in July, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and I, I think it's a it's a unique position in the sense of I think we talk about that aspect of it a lot, but in season it turns around a lot to really recovery and dissipating fatigue, which is what I think a lot of people don't talk about. And I think that becomes the most most important thing is sometimes it's not the fastest, most physical, most in shape team. It's the most prepared and the healthiest team you can put out there. The team that's recovered the well the, the as well or or as well as they could from the week before, especially later in the season. So a big thing we do and we talk about especially here at Buffalo is is recovery and nutrition and how nutrition plays a, a role for us. and something we take a lot of pride in with our guys and our athletes. Um, as you've probably heard, we just installed a recovery room. We are the first team in the MAC conference um, to have a recovery room, which features five massage chairs that, and, and a whole host of other things to help get our guys ready for game day. Um, besides that, you know, our nutrition, our, our fueling station is, is top-notch, top in the conference. And I really think those things are paying dividends and will certainly pay more these next six games. I'm going to ask you a little more follow-up about the nutrition and the fueling station in a moment but is that the interesting part about your job is that it changes rather dramatically that in the off season it's about conditioning it's about lifting weights uh, and then once the season starts it kind of shifts away from that doesn't it yeah, I mean, I think so, absolutely. You kind of go into an off-season and you look at your team from a physical standpoint. You say, what are our deficiencies? Is it speed? Is it strength? Is it condition? What is our limiting factor? And you fix that. Um, but once again, you get in season and, yeah, your, your mindset has to switch a little bit to where it's not necessarily about trying to increase performance variables, but like I said, trying to recover. And who, at the end of the day, my theory really is, is whichever team is most prepared for that football game is typically going to win it. You're in your first year here at Buffalo, coming over from another MAC rival at Ac- Coach Leipold has always talked about the role of the strength and conditioning coach is critical on a football team because you spend more time with the guys than the coaches do during the offseason. So how was your transition here? How, how much of a challenge is it for you to kind of get the guys to buy in and believe in you? Yeah, I think relationships are a huge part of it. And, you know, that's something that you you take for granted while you're in it. You know, and I was at Akron for seven seasons, so I knew everything about every single kid. I knew every every deficiency that any kid potentially had, whether that be mentally or physically. Um, And that helps training a lot. It helps in season recovery a lot. And you get here, and and, and really the battle you fight is getting to know the kids as fast as you can because that is a huge tool. Um, But our kids are fantastic. And and the character of our team and really the culture that Coach Leipold had already instilled, it made my transition so easy. 
crazy. Yeah, with Matt Gildersleeve, he's the head strength and conditioning coach for the UB football team. So you mentioned it. You spent a long time at Akron. Here we go, getting ready for an Akron game. Does any of that knowledge uh, come into play at all? Is there anything that you can help the coaches in preparing for a game against the Zips? Yes, I, mean, I certainly sat in on a couple of scout meetings that I normally wouldn't have and gave some insight to just some guys. And like I said, you, you know those guys inside and out. So uh, I was definitely a little bigger piece of the scouting report this week. But uh, at the end of the day, for me, it's it's uh, it's another game. I'm excited to go back and, and uh, see some of those guys that I spent so much time with. But it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's another Saturday. It's another football game. we got to go get a W. Saturday at 3.30 as the Bulls head to Ohio to take on the Akron Zips to start the second half of the season. All right, nutrition is a big part of any successful athletic program, and you probably more than any of your predecessors have really focused on that. Tell everybody what goes into making sure these guys are eating the right kind of things in the right kind of ways. Yeah, well, if I go back and, and do it again, I'd probably get a master's degree in babysitting every once in a while. Um, but yeah, there, there's a there's a lot that goes into it, and I think it's kind of the same thing that I talked about physically, uh, and, and it's what are their deficiencies. Um, nutrition and diet is so individualized with guys, and that's what we try to do is uh, if you come into our, our fueling station at any point in time, you'll see so many different things going on because we have different body types, we have different body type goals, and different body compositions. So, you know, post-workout or just right now, as you see our guys, you know, they, they, they come out the practice field, different guys have different post-workout shakes um, and that you know the, the carbohydrate to protein to fat ratio we, we make it individualized based off what are their caloric intake needs um, what are their body composition goals and so those things all take place so I would say it's, it's very individualized we have very we have general supplements that we give to everybody we try to eliminate um, nutritional deficiencies in their diets from a multivitamin probiotic they're you know they're, they're daily serving of greens and fruits we take care of that up front but from there we get very specific with each guy um, and their their individual needs from a nutritional standpoint uh, speaking as someone who's an incredibly picky eater how hard is that sometimes to get the guys to eat what they need to eat yeah no that that's that's a that's the part where you got to get unique you know it's not about just serving them something i think one is the educational piece is most important is is not just saying hey take this supplement it's uh it's why i mean kids in this generation they want to know they want to know the why and that's fine with me i love educating kids at the end of the day i feel like if i wasn't doing this i'd be a sixth grade teacher um <laughs> because that's a passion of mine just teaching guys but that's a big thing we take we spend a ton of time educating them on nutrition, on dieting, on budgeting, on all those kind of things so that when they leave here someday, not only are they successful here the four or five years at Buffalo, but they know how to feed their family someday. They know how to cook. They know how to go to the grocery store. They know what to grab, what not to grab. And uh, so we just kind of tailor it towards, towards what they like. How much has the new fueling station, and if Bulls fans haven't had a chance, go on the website and take a look at the videos and the pictures of what an amazing place that is. How much does that help your job and help give the guys the opportunities to eat the right things? especially at, at this level when you're, you're, you're kind of you know out of that power five region there is nothing in the country like what we have um, and even from a budget standpoint what we're allowed to provide to our guys is you know quote unquote it's a power five experience I mean what what they have access to on a daily basis uh, I, I, like I said I, I really think it's kind of the secret weapon of something that especially at, at our level of football schools aren't doing it the way that we're doing it. they don't have access to what our guys have access to and I think it's a really big step up for us alright enjoy your trip back to Akron but focus on here on Buffalo. Keep the guys moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Matt Gildersleeve is the Bulls head strength and conditioning coach playing a key role in the success of the Bulls. We thank him for a couple of minutes of of his time. More to come on the UB Football Insider Show presented by Learfield IMG College. It's summer, but winter is on the way. And with that comes allergies. Here's Tropical Heating's president, Jerry Paleo, to tell you about his latest offer. 
Right now, you can get a free furnace with the purchase of high-efficiency air conditioning. That's right, if you purchase your central air by the end of the month, you'll get a new furnace for free. That's a $2,500 value. And here's something else to sweeten your deal. If you purchase your high-efficiency air conditioner and get your free furnace, Jerry will give the first 10 callers a free duct cleaning. That's right, free duct cleaning. That's an $800 value. Hurry, offers end August 31st. Call us today at 870-0753 and experience the tropical tree. Treatment. Make your home your personal paradise with Tropical. Ah, hot. Tropical. Ooh, so cool. Tropical heating and cooling. Call 870-0753. Tropical heating and cooling. Woo! Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Whether your project is above ground, below ground, or you're just breaking ground, United Rentals has the equipment and tools that you need. We rent and sell everything from forklifts and backhoes to scissor lifts and generators. We also offer a complete range of industrial tools for any job, small or large. Count on United Rentals for the world's largest rental fleet, backed by a team of equipment experts ready to help you get the job done. Located on Transit Road in Williamsville, call 716-565-1330. It's the final segment of the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold. My name is Paul Peck. It is coming off the bye week for the Bulls, but getting ready for the second half of the season that starts Saturday at Akron, a 3.30 kickoff that you'll hear right here on ESPN 1520, and you can see it on ESPN 3. We wrap up our show. We always save the best for last, and that is co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Jim Zabraski. You love when I say that. I do love when you say that. I I was hoping you were going to say that. All right, we're going to talk a little quarterback play here because that's what everybody always wants to know. But before we get into the specifics of the way your quarterbacks have played this year, just take everybody back a little bit. You're coming off of Tyree Jackson, who was one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in this program, did some amazing things. How did you have to change the way you coach or you approach it, kind of going from what Tyree was able to do to a relatively inexperienced group in your quarterback room? You know, it wasn't really like I was really lucky. Like Ty had struggles early. We all know that before. Um, before I got here, I mean, like, you know, they, we went through that young quarterback deal, so I kind of got a pretty good timing with it. But I had Drew as well. We had Drew as well. So we had two really good ones. And the thing with Ty, though, wasn't so much um, how you coach these guys different than Ty. It's that Ty had such a different skill set where he could make this spectacular. He made something out of nothing, or he could scramble around and flick throw. His flick his wrist. He's like, I still, that Rutgers throw is still in my brain. Like, I, that's still the one where I sat on the sideline and go, we all look at each other and go, did that just happen? Like a 60-yard missile running sideways. So that was some of the stuff where we – and you and I were just talking about that. Maybe he didn't have the highest completion percentage in the world, but he balanced with explosive plays, and that's who we were then. So it's kind of different in terms of coaching these guys. It's almost like who are we offensively and how these guys fit into what we're trying to do. So we're not having as many – we don't have the yet. You know, yet experienced wide receivers. Yet experience in that world. So and And some – downtown type guys so that's what we you know we did and and we could and they made some spectacular plays so i think the biggest thing is working with these guys is is going back not going i say going back to but really working on 
eight, go through your progressions, understand protection. And like you saw, you know, unfortunately, you know, Matt took some hits in the Miami game. It was just a young kid figuring out protection that he hoped he knew, but unfortunately, when the moment came, it didn't. So it's not his fault; it's my fault. Right. So, yeah. so my, my question fault. to you was: with, with Matt and Kyle and Trevor and Dominic for a while, you had a very inexperienced group. So, what don't they know? Like, what what do you have to teach them that a young quarterback doesn't know? That's a great question. Here's the scariest part: I think in any profession you go to, maybe even as a parent, sometimes what you think they know, they don't know. That's what's scary. Like you think you know it, they they know it. They do great in practice. So they're doing great. And on the board, also when it happens in a game, that moment, you're like, oh crap, maybe they didn't know it. Like you hope you know, and most of the time you do. But that, sometimes moments pop up, and it made me, it makes me have to teach it even better. Like when I see stuff on tape, it's so easy. People, it's easy to blame kids. We can all blame players. I think that that's like I've never done it in my life. I go when players play great. They did it. When players don't play well, I did it. That's how I have to. That's how I live because I want to live that way because I see what they've done wrong and fix it. So what I learned a lot was from the experiences I've had just within the season um, of going, like going watch a young kid like Matt play terrific against Penn State, one of the best teams in the country. And we're right there, you know, tooth and nail fighting with them and so on. And then going to a situation where he takes some um, – make some decisions in the Miami game and that stuff. And you're going, wow, you almost get a, not a false sense, but he's already like, well, yeah, he did play well, but what did he do that was well? But did we do something? Did did he not know it? Or we didn't have to handle that blitz or a situation. I think that's what it really is. It's so much to me is protection. It's really protection. I think um, going back to your initial point was the protection issue is still the key. And, and you hope they know it. And sometimes, unfortunately, I always tell those guys, learning's hard sometimes. <laughs> I go, I hate to say that, it sounds great, but like it unfortunately is sometimes. And that's when I go back and realize, well, maybe they didn't know it, or maybe I didn't do as well of a job teaching as I needed to. So that's where it really all starts with is Ty was a master. Ty understood protections unbelievably well. S- unbelievably smart kid. Draw something up in his brain. I mean, it's unique. I've really had very few kids like that. And these guys take a little more time. They're more, I guess, normal is a bad word. But whatever you say, they're more of that normal learning curve and so on. So that's what I've had to learn of, of be more, maybe more detailed, maybe is a better way to say it, or more spend more time on things. Right. All right. So we, we've seen the ups and downs from Matt. Um, we saw Kyle have some ups and downs, maybe a little more ups in his start uh, against Akron. So give us an assessment on kind of where those two guys are right now as we hit midseason. Oh, great. That's a great question. Matt is going through as I'm watching this, and I've had young kids start before. When I was in Minnesota, we started a true freshman midway through a season, and we had some great ones and some unique ones, and so on. Um, so, so Matt, I think Matt is progressing um, well. He had what happens with the guys sometimes. Sometimes you you never get too high with them. You can't get too low with them. I think you know you get you can't get too high. With some of the great moments they have, but then too low. Some like, people are like, oh my God, you're not regressing, you're learning. You figure out what they do and don't know. So I think he is in a good place, right? He's progressing nicely um, and learning through some of the mistakes he's making and whatnot. And, and I'm learning how to coach him better. Kyle, what I was hoping would happen though, you game, when Kyle played, I was hoping you get a little bit of the Drew effect, I call it. Like when Drew started, I think Kent State might have been, I don't know if Western was the first one, because yeah, Kent, Kent, Kent State was the first one. And Kent State came out, didn't even know, and they just played all cover one. And man, all of a sudden, then Drew ran for 60 the one play, then he threw some one on one. He made some unbelievable uh, cover one man type throws. And so I was hoping Kyle had experience. Kyle's been there. Kyle's um, has played some, has now has sit behind. And I sometimes you hope that when guys sit behind somebody, 
they learn they 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 learn and see the game differently and get more get excited when they get that opportunity. So I was hoping that's what would happen. So I was really happy with how it came out as good as I hoped it would in terms of him being calm and and smooth and looking so just relaxed out there and knowing protection and besides obviously the fumble playing really well and 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 helping us give a chance to win. So really happy with the mindset he's taken that he's not been the starter. So when that time came he took advantage of it because I always tell guys, quarterback's a different beast now. You're one snap away, and you, you have to prepare like you're the starter. You never know what they do until it's yeah. show. And, it, and you tell Kyle did. All right, well, you've been doing good work now. Obviously, second half of the season, the expectations are going to be that the guys are going to get better. Yes. We will find out starting on Saturday. Jim, it's always good to catch up with you. Jim Zabrowski, co-offensive coordinator, passing game coordinator, quarterbacks coach, and general good guy. How's that? All right? Good guy. We thank him for a couple of minutes of your time. Don't forget the Bulls at Akron on Saturday, a 3.30 kickoff that you'll hear right here on ESPN 1520 as the Bulls start an important second half final six games in the run for the Mackey's title and a bowl game. It all begins in Akron on Saturday. We'll talk to you from there. Thanks for joining us for the UB Football Insider Show with Lance Leipold, presented by Learfield IMG College. On the UB Sports Network, from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, UB Football Insider has been presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Also brought to you in part by our Team UB partners, Town Automotive Group, T-Mobile, Comdoc, Pepsi, Nike, AdPro Sports, WIVB Channel 4, and WNLO Channel 23. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the UB Sports Network.